Yo, what up? What's up, y'all? Blind leading the blind. Dre. And Jeff. Yep. Let's get into it, all right? So first segment. <laughs> What's something that you wish you didn't see? Ray, give me one. Uh, wow. Uh, I guess we'll start with the downers first. Uh, Insars, you know, shit is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Why? You brought up. That, that's your fault. That's your fault. Jesus Christ. That's your fault. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this, but because, because the, the shitty thing about it is that it's not funny at all. Yeah. Um, it's really not funny at all because I think it's like at least 38 confirmed deaths that I've seen. Yeah. Um, but that could have been old news. And, you know, they're still sorting through all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the NSARS thing is definitely, you know, nothing to play around, especially with me being Nigerian. Because um, I, let's see, because I've had family members that have told me, you know, when I go to Nigeria, the police will rob me type thing. Like, and it's just yeah. like, it's, it's, it's so corrupt that like they're cor- the corruption over there is a different type of corrupt. The corrupt over the, the corruption over there is the, um, it's out in the open and it's not trying to hide it. Whereas mm-hmm. in America, they're trying to hide it, yeah. you know? And it's not necessarily, you know, like I said, corruption goes on everywhere, but it's a little bit more accepted out there. Mm-hmm. And then with it being so accepted, with it being so accepted, it can shoot off the rails at any point in time. So yeah. that's clearly what happened. Yeah. Uh, so I, myself, being a, uh, I don't know, an orphan, so to speak. I don't know where I'm from. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I don't know. I was like an orphan? Okay, I got you. People yeah. people say I'm Nigerian because I'm big, but I don't know it. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, especially if like if you take like an ancestry um, DNA thing, they're just yeah. going to slap Nigerian on it. Just be like, hey, fucking give them Nigerian and call it a <laughs> That's really what they do on they all just, those DNA tests. They put on a blindfold and point at a map of Africa. Like, yeah. Oh, you're nigger, 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 nigger. Madagascar or whatever. Yeah. Damn, has anybody ever been Madagascar? <laughs> I don't, I thought there was only, well, you know, let me, let me stop before I go cancel ahead, myself. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I know that there are like a lot of animals out there, like rare and unique animals that aren't anywhere else, right? I'm assuming, yeah. I'm assuming that's what the movie was about. So, yeah, (laughs) but yeah, I don't know if there are like any civilizations out there. Any civil? I mean, there's people everywhere because, like, even in Australia, because I think in Australia, Mm -hmm. like, when you think about Australia, you think of like the blonde hair, blue eyes, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I guess stigma, not stigma, but the people um, that would be in Australia. But truth be told, if you go further inland. With mm-hmm. the, I think the Aborigines, yeah, Abor- yep. Abor- something, yeah. So they're like all black, yep. and they have like bl- I think they're black with blonde hair too, or something like. It's like something like crazy, but yeah, they clearly don't look like that prototypical Australian that you might initially associate with uh, that continent, like the surfer dudes and all this other stuff. Yeah. Completely different. But um, yeah, as someone who only identifies as African American, just because uh. I don't really have any pretext for anything else. Um, this has, first of all, I agree with like what you're saying that it is a tragedy. They are really wilding out there, and something needs to be done immediately. Um, from what I've seen on social media, it's been interesting seeing like the African American Nigerian interactions on social media on this issue. Really? Yes. I. I've tried my best to steer clear of that. Um, so I guess just for a little bit of background for those who may not know everything that's going on with SARS. Yeah. It's so, basically yeah. SARS was a it's like a it was like a special police unit used to combat um, armed robberies in Nigeria. Um, Isn't it special armed robbery squad? squad. Yeah, special armed robbery squad. Yeah. So that was their specific, uh, that was, I guess, their specific duty was to combat um, robbery and things like that. I think it was like starting like in the early 90s, mid 90s, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially with that being said, as anything that gains power and can essentially do what they want, like any police anywhere, they start, I don't, don't want to say they're feeling themselves too much, but like I said, they can literally, uh, they will target you for wearing nice clothes, skinny jeans, um, having an iPhone, anything like that, that makes it look like you have money and they can therefore extort you. Like they've like straight up killed people in broad daylight. 
they've you know gotten away with rape, gotten away with a whole bunch of extortion, just different things like that, and essentially face no repercussions. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you allow somebody to do everything that they can do, and they essentially feel like they they kind of build themselves up to like a godlike status. So above the law, I, yeah. exactly. They think that they are above the law because they are the law. Um, so essentially, obviously. Um, Protests broke out over the last few weeks. I think it was like a murder on a video and nothing happened to the um, guys that were doing it. So actually, which was the craziest thing about it is that the government actually disbanded SARS. Okay, Mm -hmm. so they disbanded the whole entire thing. And then from that point, they built up a new unit, a new police unit, Mm -hmm. which ironically had a lot of the members from SARS. Right. So Mm -hmm. I think they, they made it into like SWAT now. So it's like special weapons, something, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But they ended up making it into a new police unit and essentially just recruited everybody from SARS to the new police unit, essentially not getting rid of the problem, just renaming the problem. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. imagine, like, you getting in trouble as a kid and then your mom's just like, fuck it, I'm going to change your name. Yeah. And then that's clearly not going to do anything because you're still going to act the fool, but you're just going to be Billy instead of Johnny. Yeah. That's literally what happened in Nigeria. And like I said, it's been horrible tragedies. Um... Like I said, people dying in the middle of the street protest. It was peaceful protests. Like um, mm-hmm. I've seen videos of them at the protest, just literally sitting down and just sitting down, singing the national anthem, waving the flag. Because they love. Like if it's one thing about Nigerians, we love <laughs> our fucking country. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. So to essentially be targeted while having such patriotism, quote unquote, or in love for your country is that's just completely blasphemous. And like. Obviously, I'm not, like I said, I'm in America. So it's like, it's just really tough seeing your home country going through something like that. Like I said, there was videos of right before the shooting, like literally peacefully protesting, sitting at the uh, the toll gate bridge, all mm-hmm. right? Literally just chilling. Yeah. Um, and then police turned, they shut the lights off and just started opening fire on everybody. And, you know, Instagram had the nerve to you know, flag a whole bunch of videos as, what's the word, uh, false information. It was like, mm-hmm. we can literally see what's going on right yeah. now, and you want to tell me it's false information. But I think Instagram later on apologized, but they've been flagging stuff left and right. It's crazy. Yeah, I think on the Instagram tip, I think either or could be viable. I think it's possible that they just saw a bunch of violence and just assumed it was fake and did that manually or it could be there's some ai in charge and the ai just incorrectly assumed it was false i think with them Uh, it could be either or because they just mess up in a whole bunch of different ways i mean yeah (laughs) it's 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 you know it's it's a it's it's a tragedy to Mm -hmm. the fact that you know there are people it's, it's crazy when somebody tries to flag false information for things that the people there are experiencing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like how they were saying that, you know, just like even with the protests that were happening in America, yeah. like how people were literally, um, people were literally showing videos of what was going on, how other people, like it was a lot of majority, not majority, there were people of all races, people of, you know, that were looting and doing all these other things, yet the main people that got blamed and, you know, arrested and things like that, we're mm-hmm. black people and it's just yeah. it's just you know it's just a it's a it's a tragic it's a tragic situation like i said like obviously it's it's clearly a police problem because mm-hmm. if you think about it it's like when people have that much power i think what was that it was like the stanford experiment like they yeah. took like a whole bunch of mm-hmm. they took a whole bunch of college kids they said hey you guys are prisoners you guys are guards yeah. and then you could literally see how people started treating each other the people that were guards quote unquote Mm-hmm. Start treating the students that were considered prisoners like shit, like mm-hmm. physically abusing them, verbally abusing them. Like it was just like people get a high off that power, yeah. and when it gets to such astronomical levels, it just tips over and um, you know, it, it just blows over and it just it's just not pretty for anybody. Yeah, I know. Um, I have seen, I've heard from former cops how training is done in this country, mm-hmm. and know often that the first thing they are shown is videos of police officers being killed. Oh, I believe it. Body cams of cops being killed, um, dashboard cams of cops being killed. Right. 
At the, Let them know the, how serious their job is. On the is. very first day of training, it is you. It says protect and serve on the car, sure. But you are walking in a battlefield and you are surrounded by enemies all the time. Yeah, I can see and that. And that is. It warps their sense of view of what's going on. Right. That is the mindset of cops in America. And I think what you described is interesting and makes a lot of sense in that other way where it's not, I don't know if it's so much that mindset for the SARS cops. For the SARS cops, it might just be like a, the fact that it's, for them, it's kind of like Grand Theft Auto. It's like uh, you're above the law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I know, so let's see. So my mom went to, obviously, because she, you know, had a baby by a Nigerian guy. So I know Mm -hmm. my mom, um, so when she married my dad, she went out to Nigeria all right, so um, they ended up divorcing, whatever, whatever. But one thing, I was never allowed to go to Nigeria until I was over the age of 18. So technically in America, mm-hmm. you can't, one, if a, one parent can't take, if the parents are divorced, mm-hmm. one parent can't take the other parent out of the country, all right? Because mm-hmm. technically, he's legally responsible for him. He could take him, like, Technically, worst case scenario, my dad could take me to Nigeria and start a whole new life there because yeah. I'm his kid and he's illegal. He was a, he had dual citizenship and all this other stuff too. So that's mm-hmm. part of um, you know one of the reasons that you know that's the worst case scenario, obviously. Mm-hmm. But as I got older and like started talking to um, my mom, she was like she like one thing that I realized like, she didn't outright say it, yeah. But she essentially hated that trip. Like mm-hmm. as I like kind of got older and stuff like that, she like. She hated that trip. Uh, she said the roads were shitty. Like, they would be driving on the mountains. Like, she thought that they were about to fall off. They said, obviously, the cops were... Like, mind you, this was around the same times that start that SARS did get started because, mm-hmm. shit, I was born in 93. Yeah. So, she probably went over to Africa around between 90 and 94. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Sometimes when... Or, yeah, somewhere uh, around that time that I was born. Um, like I said, she... I get the vibes that she did not really enjoy her trip. I feel like it was good going for her going to the motherland. Yeah. But I do not think that she enjoyed that trip at all. So that's one of the reasons why. Because obviously they have to have permission from the other parent to take you overseas. Yeah. But if you can't get that, you're not going. And Mm. I ain't go. So that's pretty much how that unfolded. Yeah. Yeah, I think. um, I don't. I, I, I know. I. So. It's interesting. I think this is like, it, it's been interesting having something like this happen overseas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is, for me, um, maybe the fighting in Hong Kong. That was a recent one yeah. where it was like an episode of not only police brutality, but kind of government takeover going on in Hong Kong. Yeah, I mean, what? the government can do, like, if you really bo- think about it, the government can do whatever the fuck they want to. They yeah. got they have the resources and the manpower to do what they want to do. Right. It's whether they choose to or not. Yep. Yeah. So, in when in times like this, it, it makes me wonder, like, uh, what, how powerful, what our options are and how powerful each of them are. Like, people are spreading awareness on social media which is always good, but I always remind myself, like, spreading awareness helps, but it's completely different from solving a problem. It's, mm-hmm. um, and, you know. So did you hear about how they try to jump down Beyonce's throat? For, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was I was <laughs> trying to figure out a way to get to it, but yeah, I think, I got you. thank you for that. So, yeah, I think, um, basically, I think if I get this right, Someone who worked with her on Black is King yeah. uh, made a video, you know, asking why she didn't speak up. Beyonce's mom posted a long rant on Instagram. I think it was her publicist, but yeah, I got you. Okay. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. I got you. Uh, oh, no. Beyonce's publicist made a statement on Beyonce's account. Oh. Beyonce's mom ranted on her account. Oh, okay, okay, I got you. <laughs> and got you. Beyonce's mom was like, you know, you worked with us on this project. You have all our numbers. If you wanted us to speak up, she would. Like, she would have. She would have made. Yeah, like I said, it shouldn't. She was trying. She was clout chasing clearly. Like whoever worked <laughs> with Beyonce, obviously, if they had their numbers and she chose to go to social media first, she was clearly clout chasing. 
because um, if it was that big of an issue, she would hit her up if they were actually, you know, decently close, um, as um, I guess her mom made it seem. Mm-hmm. But um, so it's like a it's like a thin line between mm-hmm. um, what's what you should do, yeah, and what you're gonna do. You feel me? Yeah. Because um, with Beyonce, right? Mm-hmm. So Lily, she just made millions on millions on that Blackest King production. So that Blackest King production, she's like Lily in Africa, like I said, highlighting the culture, um, mm-hmm. really just doing a lot as far as um, just kind of showcasing the beauty of Africa and showcasing, you know, you know, a lot of the culture, yeah. things like that. So Blackest King was a great film, um, no doubt about that, but. I guess from a lot of people's perspective, mm-hmm. she made so much money off of the backs of Africans, essentially. So, like, like I said, she she literally came to Africa for the resources, did whatever she did, made that money, and then dipped out. And then once shit went left in Africa, mm-hmm. you really didn't hear anything from her. So, it's, I'm still like conflicted about the issue because with mm-hmm. me personally. A, nobody is going to tell me when I have to speak up about something or if I need to speak up about something. Mm-hmm. B, Beyonce has always been about power to the people, all right? Let's be, let's be completely yeah. honest. Like, she will not say things on... She, like, she showcases... She, she's more about action than talking, all right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Beyonce has a proven track record of supporting the causes, mm-hmm. all right? I think it's just a... What's the word I'm looking for? I think it's just, it was like a housekeeping thing that she had to do. Yeah. It's because it looks so bad for her, from her literally just like not even a full year ago, not even mm-hmm. probably six months ago, like literally having black as king, but then doesn't want to speak up after she's capitalized on Africa's resources, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. And, you know, her mother, of course, is the most biased voice yeah, oh, yeah, in yeah, this yeah. debate. yeah, yeah. But um, she, you know, she. But she true though. Like, if you have my number, you should call me. Like, yeah, and yeah. And I'll make that decision. Yeah, and you know, she also mentioned that they literally hired artists from each and every African country, and according to her, no, no profits were made off it because it evened out all together in the end, which. Um, that may be true mm. if you fly in Beyonce's team out to Africa, a hundred and something people. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a ticket. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, of course that's that's her mom. That's obviously of course, like a biased said, voice. It, she's not if, she's not gonna think she does anything wrong. If Beyonce ate somebody, she'd be like, My baby was just hungry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> legit, legit, legit. Yeah. So of course. But um I just there's always been something I've been really curious about, and that is what you also saw in the comments, not only discussing that, but also discussing the relationships between Nigerians and African Americans. So I, I, mean, I feel like, like, so technically, all right, so <laughs> uh, in case you couldn't tell, so when I said I was Nigerian, my dad is Nigerian, mm-hmm. my mom is from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So I'm like half and half, right? Yeah. yeah. Me personally, all right, mm-hmm. I don't see any animosity within our age group, all right? Mm-hmm. I feel like the only people that look down, quote-unquote, upon African-Americans that are Africans are our older parents, are basically the immigrants, you feel me? I see that, too. That's yeah. what I see. So, like, you know, you got, like, 50, 60-year-old uncles and, you know, dads and grandpas or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Those are the main ones that I see that will have that issue, right? Because mm-hmm. obviously, if you're raised, if you're black and you're raised in America, I don't care where you are, you're an African American. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a certain, I think that just goes along to show you how poorly portrayed black people are in America in general. You feel me? It's not even, mm-hmm. I don't even think it's a black and African thing. I think it's just an African American thing being portrayed in a certain light by America in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I grew up as a kid with a Nigerian family, two houses down. Yeah. And we would play and hang out like all through my childhood. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we had great relationship with them. My parents had a great relationship with their parents. As mm-hmm. far as I know, there was never any friction 
But um, I do know that my, you know, my parents used to live in New York, in uh, Brooklyn and Harlem and whatnot. Yeah. And yeah, there was also some of like what you mentioned, like the previous the older uh, generations. generations. There's friction there, and yeah, a lot of that was bubbling up with people going back and forth. Yeah, because even like even with me, so like I lived, I lived with my black side, quote unquote. So my parents mm-hmm. were divorced. I lived with my mom, and my mom was like I said from Bedstuy. Yep. Um. So my culture was different growing up than compared to when I went over, and um, I guess was with my African side of my family. All right. Yep. So you're a kill, my, you're a killmonger. <laughs> I'm. Li- <laughs> that's literally. It. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's actually the perfect analogy. Like. <laughs> It's literally like the Killmonger story, right? So I grew up with my black side, um, and then my African side, like I said, even though I was still flesh and blood, I would still do certain things that wasn't necessarily um, accepted in the household. You know, like, you know, just like, just like, you know, just like there's different like music that you listen to. There's different ways that you speak. You know, like, I think it's so funny, like, if you really think about it, so... In America, we speak English, obviously. Yeah. But African Americans, I, I hate that. But Black people have their <laughs> own special dialect. You feel me? Yeah. Like I can understand other Black people talking, but mm-hmm. certain white people and people that aren't that weren't raised around Black people literally cannot understand what the hell we're talking about sometimes. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. And um, that's how we communicate. Which is crazy because even if you think about like in African countries, like so let's take the Congo, for example, the Congo, the national language is French. Right. Mm -hmm. But there's also a dialect of French called Lingala. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is, is that the same way that um, African-Americans, that black people, (laughs) that black people Mm -hmm. say, you know, we speak the same English, but it's a different dialect. Mm-hmm. And it's not like it's maybe it might not be documented or um, or as widely accepted. Mm-hmm. It's actually technically looked down upon in America. But if mm-hmm. you go to all, especially all these African countries, like the language, uh, the national language in Nigeria is English. Mm-hmm. But if you go to different, like so, like my people are from Edo State, so mm-hmm. they speak Pigeon over there. So it's basically like Pigeon English. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, like technically, you know, like Jamaicans technically speak English. Yeah. It's just you really can't understand it yep, because it's yep. like it's pidgin. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's kind of similar to that. So, like I said, it's just different dialects, but I don't know what people look down upon. I think it's like I said, it's just it's just an issue with how America portrays uh, black people. But I don't even want to talk about I don't want to go too deep into it because it's really a Nigerian problem about with SARS and everything. So, yeah, you know, and, and there's. There are situations exactly like that amongst white people, too, where you look in, you know, the American dialect is a dialect that Mm -hmm. was created by Americans. England was the original dialect. And then you have like Scotland and Ireland, where there are people deep in the prairies in Scotland. If you talk to them, they will speak English and you cannot understand them at all. Yeah. Right. Uh, In Ireland and Scotland. And. Even there, though, there's been a lot of tension between those groups in like a similar manner where they are subjugated by the British. And like these, I, I think it's important to bring up like people these. People just want to feel superior to other people, yeah. honestly, if you break it down. Yeah, like these, these are human issues, like human nature from all races and greens. It's, yeah. Yeah, understandable. Understandable. Well, well, now that you sufficiently, yeah, now that you sufficiently <laughs> depressed everybody. I mean, yeah, yeah. nah, I just fuck with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So another thing I wish I didn't see. All right, so technically, all right, there's a, there's just like a little funny story I saw. So apparently, um, an ex-military woman, she was a sergeant in the army, mm-hmm. wants to sue Young Dolph because <laughs> Young Dolph reposted her video of her twerking to his song and she got fired from the military, bro. Mm. So she was like, so she's in, she was in full, full uniform. Just obviously she was like out in the middle of the East at the time or whatever. Cause I think so she, she was on the job in uniform. Yeah. She was on the job in uniform, shaking her ass. 
<laughs> and then she got relieved of her duties, right? Mm-hmm. And it was wild because she was actually in Kuwait, stationed in the Middle East at mm-hmm. the time that she got fired for twerking. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, there are bigger fish to fry. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just it's 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 disrespectful that someone could literally give their entire life to you for what four years, depending on how long you sign your contract for. Mm-hmm. Um, literally give their life to this country. Lily yep. willing to die for this country mm-hmm. and you want to terminate their employment, their benefits, um, their income right. because they want to shake ass on a cell phone video. Mm-hmm. That shit was wild to me, bro. And and something tells me if there was a man behind her catching that, he's, he's still in the job. <laughs> he ain't going to lose the job. No, no, no. Because it, it was, uh, I think they just, like I said, they just had like a video. I think it yeah. was, um, she was just like twerking off like the Humvee or whatever. She's like, yeah. like I said. I, I mean, I'm, I was saying if, hypothetically. Yeah, yeah. They would be like, you're fired. And to the dude, like, you was handling Good that. Job. <laughs> Good job, bro. I mean, yeah, like shit, like the fucking... Like all the militaries, essentially not massage. Well, I'm trying to think of the perfect yeah, word: yeah. misogynistic, patriarchal, whatever, whatever you yeah. want to call it. Because there was like, what was that? What was that? Uh, that uh, girl that got sexually abused and killed in like somewhere in yeah. Texas. So I think it and was they tried Vanessa Gullion. Yeah. Like I I want to get it right. Yeah, Vanessa. That. I think that sounds about right. So mm-hmm. Vanessa Gullion. So basically, she was sexually assaulted and killed. Um, by mm-hmm. um, pl- not, I don't know if it was platoon members, but fellow servicemen, women, or fellow servicemen. Yep. And essentially, there was a cover up that people were trying. I think it was Fort Hood, if I'm not mistaken. There was yep. essentially Fort Hood, a- Texas. Yeah, Fort Hood, Texas. So there was essentially a cover up from that while they were trying to, um, like I said, they were trying to cover it up. Like, why would the RV try to cover up the murder of one of their um, military members? But I think the guy that was accused of it ended up killing himself when they mm-hmm. kind of uh, yep. stormed him. Yep. And it's just like they they really just swept it under the rug like it was cool. Like there's been no san- – well, I haven't heard of any sanctions or, mm-hmm. you know, anything coming out about that. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. actually pretty shitty to me. Definitely. And they want to fire women for twerking in the uh, – I mean, like I said, she was in the middle – she was in the Middle East at the time. Yeah. She literally traveled – Halfway, uh, well, shit, the whole way across the globe to the Middle East, the worst place that you could mm-hmm. possibly be in. Yeah. You feel me? Giving a life to this country. In my opinion, when you're in an environment like that, doing the things you need to do out there, whatever you need to do to keep you sane. Like, yeah. And it, 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 well, whatever all you, you do. you straight desert all <laughs> fucking day? No. Desert and occasional death. Yeah, and de- <laughs> desert and death. That's it, really. Whatever you need to do to keep you sane, as long as it's not hurting nobody, and you're, you know, like you have at it. <laughs> yeah, and she was like, yeah, and I think she's suing um, Young Dolph for obviously for like financial. I think she said she's got like PTSD from the situation and stuff like that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, honestly, they really need to. I think they probably have a better case at trying to uh, go at the army. Mm-hmm. Ra- I think it's yeah the army rather than actually going at Young Dolph because Young Dolph ain't do nothing but it's social mm-hmm. media because granted it was without her consent but he saw a video of somebody dancing to one of his songs it's just, it's free marketing right there yeah so free marketing he just reposted the video I think he had an album coming out or whatever and just let that ride but yeah it kind of goes back to what you brought up earlier where the government can do what they want. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I heard back in high. Who's gonna check them? Yeah, I heard back in high school. I'm not sure if this is still relevant or it's current. I heard back in high school. If you want to sue the government, you have to ask their permission. So, yeah. so essentially, who else is prosecute them. Right. So, like, if you sue them, you have to ask them if you can, and if they say no, then it's, then a, no. it's over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, which is wild because. <laughs> Like, imagine just the fact, like, even just having that fact, like, you know, when Martin Luther King got killed, you mm-hmm. feel me? Like, the U.S. government paid out um, a settlement, a civil settlement to his family for conspiring to kill him. Mm-hmm. It's like they, knew, like, they knew they were guilty, and they still allowed themselves to sue each other yeah, just to give them money, which is wild. Like, <laughs> it's, like I said, it's, if you really think about it, the, the whole government structure and how everything is set up is just run like a gang but yeah. it is what it is man yeah i don't know what to tell you 
Uh, let's see. Another thing that I wish I didn't see. Let me see if I can find something else. Oh, it hurt my soul, man. Bobby Smurda, his parole got denied. Oh. Right. He was supposed to be getting out. Yeah, he was supposed to be getting out in December, hmm. but now he's got to wait till next December. Oh man, that shit tough, man. Uh, especially because he was really about to blow. Yeah, he yeah. was real. Like he had just signed like a seven figure deal with Epic Records. Hmm. Like my nigga was really about to blow. Right. Had the hottest song of what 2012, 2013. But that shit tragic, man. So I think he's been well. He's been in jail for like what six years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Uh, and he's only man. like 26, I think. 26, yeah. Bro, like when I'm telling you, like, he went to jail at like 19, 20 years old, man. Right. And I'm like, hmm, at 19 and 20 years old, I was like, I feel like I probably need to be in jail at some point <laughs> in time. Like, that's what's like, what really kills me is mm-hmm. that a lot of people aren't, aren't allowed to grow up. A lot of black males aren't allowed to grow up mm-hmm. because of stupid decisions that they make when they're younger. Right. Whereas other people might be able to make stupid decisions and get off mm-hmm. and not ruin their lives and have the, you know, know the right people or have the right money to, you know, bribe the right people or whoever. Mm-hmm. And it's just like we are not allowed to grow up at the same rate and do stupid shit like we do. I mean, because granted, he was I mean, he was knee deep in that shit. I mean, yeah. let's be let's be completely honest. He was knee deep in the shit. But his the charges that it had against him was like conspiracy and fucking uh, gun charges. I mean, like, it's it's just one of those sad situations. But, you know, when he comes out, hey, it's, the streets going to love him. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, and, and, you know, I've heard from, like, other rappers that come out. Some people are like, oh, man, you must have, like, pages and pages of rhymes. And some people do. But some people don't have nothing because it's just not. It's jail. It's not a good creative environment. <laughs> yeah, like bro, like it's jail. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> it's like obviously, if your mind is a little clouded because you're worrying about how to survive in jail, yeah, and just different things like that, you really can't. Your mind's not in a creative space to mm-hmm. really work. Yeah, you know. So hopefully, I hope he drops some new music. Yeah, you know. But you know, because granted, he was knee deep in the shit. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about like our culture, kind of, uh, what's the word that I want to look that I want to say? What our culture really kind of exemplifying? Mm-hmm. Is it exemplifying the word I want to use? Glorifying, glorifying, maybe? glorifying criminal behavior. Though I think that it is. I think one, it is a human nature thing, and two, when other people when other people of different colors do it, it's just not seen as bad. I, I guess to sum it all up, I would say the we do do that, but the way we do it is no different than other cultures and other races, but because we are always labeled as the criminals, it's like exemplified more with us. Because look at... Um, you know, look at uh, what's what's the greatest movie ever made, The Godfather. In in oh, like I'm I'm oh, talking about saying, like yeah. I'm talking about what the world thinks of like the greatest movie. Also, oh, so like uh, you're talking like Italian mafia movies are right. glorified right. and they're kind of held with a, a a sense of quote unquote respect to the world, yeah. whereas when, you know our criminality movies and our criminality behaviors mm-hmm. aren't really respected as much. Because it's looked at as, you know, like not respectable criminality. Yeah. And, you know, when you think of Star Wars, who's the first person you think of? Darth Vader. Like, like bad, bad people, criminals are glorified in every culture. It's human nature to glorify, like, there's something enticing, attractive about the person that, that goes against the flow, live. yeah. Yeah, they go against the grain, <laughs> right? Basically, and even cowboy movies. I don't know if you watch like those old cowboy movies with John Wayne and all that. Mm. You can watch them if you want. Like, you know, he's a racist, so you. Might, <laughs> I mean, you might want to torrent it, but still, <laughs> who who was it back in the day? <laughs> yeah, but still, all those cowboys were like outlaws, people that like you know were on the run, and yeah. they're usually the typical um, the typical cowboy movie is a guy's on the run. He sees something 
bad go down and he intervenes because there's still a little good inside of him. Yeah. But then Yin and Yang. when they ask him to stay, he says, I got to keep going. You know, the law's looking out. You're looking for me. Mm-hmm. And then he leaves. Like, I mean, that's all just those it's human movies. behavior. You feel me? It's like, yeah. it's like how, and what was it? Taoism, where you got the Yin and the Yang. You got a little good mixed in the bad. And you got a little bad mixed in the good. So, yeah. Um, it, but you know what I want to bring up a lot? There's something about, have you ever seen that play Hamilton? No, but I, can, yeah. I keep on hearing that. No, I have not seen Hamilton, but okay. I keep on hearing everything about it. Go ahead. So, number one, um, it's pretty much entirely, I think it is entirely, I think there's only like one white person. I think she's half Asian, so no. I'm. It's pretty much in, no white people in like the main cast. Really? And they're all super talented. They can rap their ass off. They can sing their ass. You know, they're yeah, it's Broadway. Like a Broadway it's yeah, a Broadway film. They're Broadway play. people. Yeah, they can dance and sing ten times better than anyone ever. So it's all great. It's all really well done. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, um, you may have heard that they show Alexander Hamilton in a more appealing light than he really was. Okay. Uh, I just like one big ass history lesson, basically. It's like the mm, yeah, it is, but it is played out it's not like dictated to you it's not like a lecture oh yeah yeah it's it's, yeah, 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 right. yeah 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 but the one thing i want to bring up is alexander hamilton one of our founding fathers this revered and respected white man as a genius and mm-hmm. like so so you know high and mighty yeah he died doing he the the choice he made that led to his death was the most ghetto Ignorant nigga shit. <laughs> yeah, do? he died do? doing nigga shit. What he do? But because he is like so, you know, there's a lot. There's a whole lot of nigga I'm, shit. So I'm curious that what his nigga shit was. That's why I'm bringing it up because, like, yes, we do glorify people in our culture, but it's 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 magnified in our culture because, like, oh, black people shouldn't be doing that, but everyone does. So Alexander Hamilton, you know how he died? <laughs> yeah. How? So. Um, one of his friends, Aaron Burr, mm. um, chose to help Thomas Jefferson win uh, the presidency. Yeah, and there was beef between them about it, so they did a duel with guns. And you know, they turn back to back, they walk, yeah, then, and then they turn around and shoot. Yeah, and he lost; he got shot. I ain't gonna now, lie, I would cheat like shit if I was in a duel. Yeah. Like, like, bro, as soon as you take one step, I'm turning around and shooting you in your head because yeah. what are you gonna do? Because <laughs> yeah. you won't do shit because you're dead. But I just think, okay, now sure, people love to bring up it was a different time. Whatever. Listen, if <laughs> if I created an entire country, the country is brand new, the country is still growing. If there's some dude that, like, Thinks I'm a bitch and wants to do a gunfight with me. I'm not going out there. <laughs> like I got what shit. What do I look like? I got shit to do. Yeah. Like yeah, imagine yeah. some nigga that like sh- is shitting on you on social media. He's like, bring your gun, Jeff. Like, come out here. You gonna feel? <laughs> but, like, but niggas do that. <laughs> yeah, that's what, what I'm saying. Mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, I made a country. My country is like an infant. My country could fall apart any day. I'm still creating this country. I'm no going to ma- go out. So basically, no matter how <laughs> successful you are, you are always drawn to nigga shit. <laughs> yes, yes. Like, yeah. I got a brand new country. I'm going to go out and shoot that nigga's life. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, but I feel like that's a masculinity thing. You yeah. know what I, mean? I think this all like circles back to toxic masculinity, bro. Yes. It's like, I don't care who I am, what I'm doing, but if you try me like some bullshit, I will act accordingly. That's straight up. Yes. That is straight up. I mean, that's the thing about, like I said, our culture just glorifies it more because, like I said, nobody, like, even, like, you hear about people getting clout off of killing people. You feel me? Like, all the best rappers, all they do, like, not the best rappers, but... A lot of rappers get success by either lying about what they did to make it seem like they're tougher than they are, or they end up actually talking about their legitimate stories from when they were in the streets. And it's just like, like I said, it's just, it's a certain air, especially that our community builds. Because you don't, you don't see fucking, well, I don't know, I don't listen to 
country like that. So there might mm-hmm. be some country that's like that. But like I said, it's not really quote unquote glorified. I I feel like people kind of like it, but I don't think it's glorified to the extent that's glorified in our community um, mm-hmm. in relation to all of that stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's just it's um, it's just kind of a double standard that I always see. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, like I said, I mean, but he was I think why Bobby Schmurter deserves so much respect is because he was in the shits with everybody. All right. There's no denying the fact that he was in the shits with everybody else and he didn't snitch on his homies. All right. So I don't have a problem like what Morgan Freeman was talking about. Like, like there's not a problem if you like if you I guess snitching kind of comes from. I guess if you're in a shit, you can't act like you weren't in the shit and yeah. try to put it all on somebody else. That's mm-hmm. that's that rat behavior that people were talking about. Mm-hmm. But um, like I said, I mean, if you were in it, take your lickings and keep it moving instead of trying to flip on people. Yeah. And so I mean, like like I said, he he was in it and he took his beating like a man, or not beating, but he took his time like a man. So like mm-hmm. I said, that's what deserves respect. But the actual but actual you know criminality, I kind of wanted us to get away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as you know, not respecting it, but just get away, getting away from it, as seeing it as our uh, saving grace. You feel me? Yeah, yeah, I feel you. But. I just, I just had to get that Hamilton nail on my chest because I feel like, I feel like I am the only person on earth yeah. that that is the biggest thing I took away from the whole thing. I just found it fascinating that everything he did, and in that situation. He threw everything away trying to prove he was a real nigga. <laughs> like, <laughs> he threw it all away in a nigga moment. Like, like if no, but if you think about it, that's, <laughs> I mean, but all right. So I think I think that's that's part of you know what go what we're messing up at. You saw yeah. we we associate it as a quote unquote nigga moment. Yeah, when it's really just human fucking behavior. Yep, yep. You feel me? It's toxic masculinity. Yeah, yeah. It, it's yes. it's it's not a. It's not a black thing. It's not yep. a white thing. It's not yep. a you know Hispanic thing. Mm-hmm. It's just a human thing. Yeah. To do stupid stuff because of inflated sense of self mm-hmm. and not wanting to take L's, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, he didn't want to take an L, so he thought he was going to win. Like nobody goes into a duel thinking you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And like I said, they got a lot of they got a lot of respect for each other because, like I said, I would have cheated because <laughs> if you think I'm going to fight fair and if you can take my life, hell no, yeah, not even close. Yeah. I am not fighting fair, mm. but. Uh, let me see. What else? So, there's a lot of shit I wish I didn't see this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can start off with Ice Cube and 50 Cent. Uh, so, <laughs> I am still conflicted on the Ice Cube thing because I feel like... What he said was right. Because he yeah, said... So, I, I feel like... there's I don't I feel like I don't know enough and I feel like I'll never know enough because I don't know how truthful everyone's being. I mean... That's true. So first, he said he approached he approached both teams, and both teams answered the way I thought they would. Yeah, the both Demo- teams being uh, Joe Biden and uh, Donald Trump. Right. The Democrats said, "Fuck out of here." You know, we don't really help niggas get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> and yeah. and the Trump team said, "Come on in, come, please, <laughs> come, please." please. <laughs> hey, we like black people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> look at look at our <laughs> new nigga. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. They we both need a nigga count. He said nigga today. go on, go on. So he reached out to both teams, and both teams responded exactly the way I thought. Yeah. Uh, and he, he, you know, I, I, I mean, I can't entirely hate him for just trying to make something happen. Yeah. Yeah. And but um, I feel like also he should have known that. They were going to use him the way they ended up using him. Yeah, just as a name face. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you really have... What's the word I'm looking for? Um, There is... I don't know how I want to word this because it's a touchy subject. But wrapped up, I think that black people and anybody... That's questioning the Democratic Party mm-hmm. for black people is right. But with, 
I feel like if it was any other time in history, okay, any other time in history, any other Republican, I feel like we would not be, we would be, we would be in the right to try to at least see the Republican side. Mm -hmm. I just feel like with where we are right now, Trump is not that person just because, you know, just for, for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. But I just I'm just under the impression that this is the perfect time for us to quote unquote awaken out of the Democratic Party mm-hmm. or just any party really in general, mm-hmm. but um, to awaken ourselves with our the power of our votes and how much we can sway elections. Mm-hmm. But it just couldn't come at a worse time because of the severity of everything that's going on in the world and in the country. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's kind of it looks bad. He has the right idea, wrong timing. If this would have been his same energy, you know, before what's his face got in office, mm-hmm. it would have made more sense. Or if it was after, it would have made more sense. But I think that's what a lot of people are having trouble with is the timing of it and the presidential candidate, president, actually not even candidate, the mm-hmm. president of it. So yeah, that's how. That's kind of my two cents on that bit. Yeah. But let me see. Oh, with Fifty Cent. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, Fifty Cent. Uh. So yeah. go ahead. So I feel like. Uh, what's so fucked up about taxes is, it is like the most intentionally misunderstood thing. Like the difference between effective and marginal tax rates. Uh huh. You know when they say. You fall into the sixty percent. Uh, bucket of your salary, you know, people think they're gonna take away sixty percent of all your money. Like that is the big misconception. I ain't uh, gonna lie, I don't fucking know, so I can't yeah. say either way. Yep, yep, yeah, I know. Uh, so, um, and and maybe I just know this because I happen to make software that does file taxes. But if you let's say um, you make uh, four hundred thousand, like Joe Biden says, like. Everyone who makes over four hundred thousand, their taxes will go up. Like if you make four hundred thousand, um, you fall into the thirty-seven percent bucket. They don't take thirty-seven percent of your money. Mm-hmm. They take thirty-seven percent that you make more than one fifty. So like, if you make four hundred thousand, if after one fifty, uh, which is like uh, what two fifty? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They'll take thirty-seven percent from that, but not from the ones that like. It, it's it's better to visualize it, and I will admit, you know, it is not the most intuitive thing. Yeah. But yeah, when people see sixty-two percent, they're like, "Oh shit." <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do, you know, what he said, and I don't know if we published this podcast episode or not, but I did mention to you that mm. personality-wise, behavior-wise. 50 Cent is the black Donald Trump. <laughs> like, oh, he yeah. is, he is just, he is just mean and funny for no reason. Oh, yeah. It's 50 Cent is definite asshole. Like, <laughs> yeah. 50 Cent is probably one of the worst human beings on earth. Yeah. But, but <laughs> with that being said, oh, yeah, I think we might have had this conversation before, but I don't know if it's been <laughs> online. Yeah. Um, 50 Cent has also been shot nine times. All yeah. right. <laughs> So, if you think somebody that's been shot nine times is going to be nice to everybody that he walks past, you're fucking wilding. Because I'm on edge about everything and everybody. Like, the dude spends like a million dollars a year on um, security detail. Mm -hmm. Like, bro is not trying to get shot again, (laughs) which is completely legitimate. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I wonder if he, if, (laughs) I wonder if it's. Because he was an asshole, he got shot? Mm-hmm. Or if he got shot and became an asshole? You know? Mm. I just feel like that's a, that's kind of a... I wonder where where the 50 Cent's villain story start before or yeah. after the shots. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Although, do, do you know um, Chelsea Handler? Yeah. So, Chelsea Handler, I don't gonna lie. Chelsea Handler was probably my favorite talk show host back in the day. Mm-hmm. When she had that show called Chelsea Lately on the E! Channel. Yeah. Like, that was my shit. Like, that was probably my favorite late night talk show ever mm-hmm. you feel me but her and 50 cent used to date which is a weird ass combination <laughs> yeah her and 50 cent used to date which is a weird like i said just is a weird ass combination of people to date 
And apparently she's like, yo, I will pay your taxes if you stop endorsing Trump because you sound like a dumbass, basically. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, man, my girl Chelsea, da, 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 da. I'm like, man, I guess she still got the power over. It's kind of like I said, it's just a funny couple to me. Yeah. And just seeing them go back and forth and banter about it. Right. But So, yeah, I take everything he says as a joke, even if it's a bad joke, even if it's not a funny joke, even if it's just a mean thing to say. I just don't believe he's being sincere about. It. Yeah, he, he. I ain't gonna lie. I, I read Fifty Cent's book too. I ain't gonna. It's, it's pretty. Like I said, I'm. A, I like Fifty Cent, bro. Yeah. I he do. he tweeted, "I ain't trying to be Twenty Cent," which I thought was funny. If they take sixty percent, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that reminds me of um. Back in the old days, like in the nineteen twenties or tens or something. Yeah. Uh, there was this dude that fucked his brain up so bad that he like helped advance understanding of the brain. So what basically he was You're so stupid. <laughs> you have done things for science. Yep. So he was working out, I think with some dynamite and he was trying to like pack it underground for like construction, I think. And he, got and the fuck up. he had a like metal rod and he was like packing it in, mm-hmm. you know, uh, picture someone standing up, holding a metal rod and like pounding the ground to like pack the like a shake in. weight. Yeah. Like a shake. <laughs> yep. It's like a shake. Weight. Cause when you were doing that, I was, I was like, I was like, yeah, that looks like a fucking shake. Yeah. Weight. Like a shake weight, except the metal pole he's using is so long. It touches the ground. Okay. So naturally the dynamite goes off. Yeah. The dynamite pushes the metal rod he's holding right through his face and it goes right through his head and all the way out the, other side of his head like oh, the, the metal rod went all the way through his head and it was like a couple inches in diameter Shit. he had a whole hole in his head he survived and Ooh. he was not only did he survive he was conscious and parts of his brain were falling out as he was asking for help and the crazy thing is you can get shot in the head and still live yeah yeah but the crazy thing is um, afterwards he was able to live a life um, mostly fully functional, but the only thing that was different is people said after the incident, the only significant thing that changed is that he became a total asshole. Yeah, bro. <laughs> like he just bro, became, you gotta, and like, it's like people were wondering, was it because he's like in constant pain or was it because the rod like changed his brain right. in a way that just made him a jerk. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I feel like when you go through something that fucking dark, like you're basically haunted by <laughs> your own thoughts. Really? <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's a dark, sad story, but like you're going to be haunted by your thoughts, your actions and whatever else, mm-hmm. um, that you just, not, you're just not going to think the same way. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, it's wild because <laughs> since we, since we're talking about head stories, uh, well, that's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one of my boys, all right, I think he's a listener too. So one of my boys, all right, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not obviously not going. I'm gonna leave his name out. Mm-hmm. But um, it was this one time, like this is this happened, like like I said, just like in that, you know, how we were just talking about like that 19, 20, 21 year age range. Yep. We're just doing stupid shit. Yeah. Like we're just doing <laughs> stupid shit. So one of my boys, he was playing with a gun, man. He was playing with a gun, just you know, just just being stupid. Just yeah. he was playing like he was just like flipping his revolver, mm-hmm. playing Russian roulette and shit like that. Mm-hmm. My man had a one in six chance, mm-hmm. and fucking percentages work for a reason. He was like he was he was doing Russian because he was around other people when he was doing this shit. So he was like fucking around with it, yep. and it just he got the wrong spin, mm-hmm. click. Lily fucking splattered some of his brain, not his brain. I don't know what splattered blood. I'll say mm-hmm. blood. I can't necessarily say his brains, mm-hmm. but splattered all over the back wall in front of like two or three of my other boys. And yeah. they're like, yo, what the fuck is going on? So like they had to rush him to the hospital. Like it was, I'll never forget. I'll never forget. Cause I was at, um, I was in Vegas. I was in Las Vegas, drunk as hell going to a pool party. Hmm. Then one of my boys, I can't remember, I don't think he was there, but one of my boys hits me up and he was like, hey, yo, so-and-so just got shot in the head. And I was oh, like, this was that recent? Bro, I, bro, <laughs> bro, I swear to God, like I said, this was in Vegas. This was like, it's about five years, five, six years ago. Oh, okay. So, like I said, I'm 
Lily in fucking yeah. I I got on flip flops <laughs> and fucking swim trunks. I'm mm-hmm. drunk as hell, ready to go to this <laughs> pool party. And then I get a call like, "Yo, so and so just got shot in the head." And I was like, "What the fuck?" So then like I'm like wigging out right now. So mind you, like I'm trying to sober up at this point in yeah. time, but I'm like I'm like Las Vegas vacation drunk. Yeah. And then like I'm in the middle, like we're in line to go into the pool party. Like they have it like set up just like a club. So I'm like in line and I'm like fucking spazzing out in the middle. So I have to get out of this long ass line and I'm like pacing up and down the fucking Las Vegas strip talking on the phone trying to figure out what's going on. And they were like, cause I know there was like rumors going around that I guess that some, there were rumors going around that somebody shot him and just like a whole bunch of crazy stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But my man lives to tell the story, man. And he like, it's funny because I talked to him about like gun safety and gun violence and how he feels about it. And he was like, bro, niggas don't need guns. <laughs> cause he just did. Cause he literally like, he was like a millimeter away from being done for good. Yeah. And it's just, it's just really crazy. Mm-hmm. Just the, the craziness that could potentially happen. Just yeah. like, like I said, like some people, some people get shot in the, like Sean Taylor, like an mm-hmm. NFL all pro safety got mm-hmm. shot in his leg and died. Yeah. My boy shot himself in the head <laughs> and lived to tell the story. Right. And it's just, it's, it was, it was wild, man. Like wow. I said, it's just, it was, like I said, some, it's just a flip of a coin, man. It's like, I don't even think, I just think it's just like all of the stars have to align mm-hmm. to where you can survive something like, like 50 Cent got shot nine times, <laughs> like nine fucking times. Like right. some people die, most people die after one or two shots. You feel me? Yeah. But I'm actually curious, like what gun did he get shot with <laughs> too? I've always wondered that to where you can literally take nine bullet wounds to the body or wherever because he got shot in the face too so yeah but i don't know man it's wild i though. feel like we've had enough of what we wish we didn't see <laughs> <laughs> this was a very dark <laughs> this was very dark <laughs> but uh let's see <laughs> let's let's go on to something nice <laughs> i don't even know what happened nice nothing really nice happened this week uh, Trump's Twitter got hacked. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I don't know how much time we want to spend on fucking uh, uh, Trump anymore. I, I think it was funny that they claim his password was MAGA twenty twenty. That's an old man password, and yep. I completely believe it. That's an easy slam dunk. <laughs> that, that is another. He is still seventy four years old. Yep, he is going to do old man shit like that. Funny, another funny story. The guy who hacked it claimed that he also hacked his account before he was president. Can you guess what his password was before he was born? It was your fire, wasn't it? Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Like, it's just old man shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this is why 74-year-olds should not be the fucking president of the United States. Yeah. Like, you are too fucking old. Because, I mean, we can, we can graze over this debate, but the mm-hmm. debate, they didn't interrupt each other. Yeah. And we could hear what they wanted to say. And I was like, wow, I really hate both of these yeah, niggas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this, I'm glad I didn't, like, granted, I early voted. I voted, what, I voted mm-hmm. this weekend before the debate. So I have no reason for technically watching the debate, mm-hmm. but I was watching the debate for entertainment. You mm-hmm. feel me? That is our, that is our political uh, standpoint now, yep. is that we watch all the debates for, mm-hmm. um, for entertainment value now. Yep. Um, we are literally choosing between someone that puts the whole family in the cage versus someone that only puts the kids in the cage. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, both of them suck. But yeah. shout out to the moderator. I can't remember what her name was. Yeah. But she did good. She held that shit down. Yep. And she even got a shout out. She was like, I guess even Trump was like, I like the way you're handling this. He did. This. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh, I, I, I. She was. She was from. Like she was, she was black too from Harvard and yeah, yeah, she's she was half black, half Native American. Yeah, because like when I first saw her, she looked like Indian, like yep. uh, Southeastern yeah, Asia. Um, but yeah, she's black and uh, Native American. And I was like, okay, yeah, but she she did that thing, was stern with him. Mm-hmm. She ran this shit like it was supposed to get run. But I do, I I will say that if the mics weren't muted, I think she would have hand the same thing would have happened. If the mics weren't muted, yeah, uh, she didn't have to mute their mics though. I think the no, fact they, that they, they did, the fact that they knew it was like that. No, well, there were a few times where 
they would they spoke when their mic was muted and you could tell. Oh yeah, I mean the yeah. thing is like they were definitely on the best behavior. Like, yeah, yeah. You but, could tell that the first debate was such a shit show mm-hmm. that they were on their best behavior yeah. when it happened. So. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it was just whatever. Is what we gotta do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I said, that's the that's the uh, the way of the world. Um. Oh, did you hear about? I don't know. I'd have to look this story up again. But apparently, California is phasing out the sale of uh, motor vehicles. So apparently, oh, yeah, in I like that. I don't know how how I think it's like in like the next ten or fifteen years, mm-hmm. California it's going to be illegal in California to sell cars that are powered by gas because they're trying to switch everything electric vehicles mm-hmm. to kind of uh, get that net zero of uh, carbon emissions and all that. Yeah. And then um, the person who made that bill is going to go visit their family in New York. They're going to get on a plane. Yep. And they are going to create as much greenhouse gases as all the cars they got off the list. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. You, <laughs> yeah. It's, just, it's just basically all y'all poor people <laughs> don't go fucking up the environment, but I'm going to fuck up the environment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you hear about the big exodus going on from California? Mm-mm. What's that? So, um, apparently, California is becoming very much like New York where they collect tons of taxes, but they don't fix anything. And everyone's asking, like, where is all this tax money going? Yep. Into uh, the pockets. <laughs> yeah. So they are increasing taxes again, but um, the homeless situation is getting even worse. Um, the crime situation is getting worse, according to the people I've, you know, who have been sharing this info. And uh, there are a lot of people leaving, um, especially now that, you know, everyone's working remotely. You really don't need to be physically anywhere mm-hmm. and yeah I mean I completely like I don't know California big as hell though <laughs> I feel like it's easier to get out of New York because mm. New York is really just but California in general is mm. just too fucking like you have to go imagine like if you leave California what else is there on the west coast you yeah. don't go to Nevada mm-hmm. or Oregon I heard Oregon's pretty dope I feel like it's just Portland that's mm-hmm. dope you got Portland Seattle in Vegas. Yep. Hopefully, if you drive far enough, you can get to Texas. But yeah. other than that, it's really nothing on the West. Because California is the West Coast, really. Mm-hmm. You know, granted, like I said, you got Washington and Portland or Oregon, whatever the fucking state is called. Yep. But it's not really much of nothing else going on on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Jay-Z starting his own cannabis company. It's about time. <laughs> it's about time. Called, I've uh, been waiting for Jay Z to get back into the drug game yeah. <laughs> for yes. fucking years. All right. First of all, Jay Z might have the greatest life story of all time. Yeah. All right. So I want you got just just visualize what's going on with Jay Z's life. Mm-hmm. All right. Grew up Marcy Projects, selling drugs, doing whatever. Made it as a rapper. Yeah. Then switched all his shit legitimate just to get back into the drug game. Mm-hmm. Like he got out the drug game. Yep. Just in time, and then went back into it when it's legal. Mm-hmm. Hey man, I want to see Jay Z's autobiography yep. or a biopic. I need some sort of hand told story of this man's life yep. from him. He still hasn't explained how he lost those ninety two bricks and got them all back. He still hasn't explained that. He was robbing niggas. <laughs> <laughs> he lost ninety two kilos of cocaine. And got them all back. How same. much money is that? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I just want to like ninety two thousand. You I'm, said 90, I'm not a cokehead, but I think it matters what country it came from. What was it? You said you said <laughs> it was it was how much? Ninety two kilos. Yep. So let's see, ninety two kilos. Let's say it's twenty thousand dollars a kilo. Yeah. That is and, uh, one point eight million. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, this man, this don't man. be surprised if you get a knock on the door from the police for Googling that. <laughs> but <laughs> Fuck it. I'll be all right. No, nah, but... Uh, I'm sure drug, drug dealers probably do that shit. <laughs> yeah, they probably have a website. Bro, uh, they got a fucking cocaine calculator. <laughs> yeah. You know, like back in yeah. school, you would type in like 
slope calculator. Yeah. Y equals MX plus B calculator. Yeah. They definitely have a TI-89 for their... <laughs> <laughs> just imagine. Like, I wonder if drug dealers have, like, Excel sheets <laughs> of just, like... Like, you got to think about, it, like, it's so wild. Like, everything is so technology technologically based yeah because it's like it's like there's a what's the word i'm looking for there's a constant want to uh stay um basically invisible quote unquote Mm -hmm. yeah but then you also have to document stuff so you Mm -hmm. make sure that you're not getting got over on yep so i mean it's like a healthy balance i just feel like i heard like back in the day it was so easy to get away with stuff because there was no like your technological footprint is everywhere. Yep. Like you can't do anything because they can trace it back to your card. They can trace mm-hmm. it back to your phone. They can trace it back to your purchases. Like mm-hmm. everything that you buy is on record. All right. You, it's so hard to fall off the grid now. Whereas back in the day, you could fall off the grid anytime. Yep. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just what I hear. Shit. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think we're good. I think we're good. Talked about enough cocaine. and uh, <laughs> I do want to get a nigga count for today, though. <laughs> Just out of pure curiosity. I How what, <laughs> how many times do you think we said nigga today? Uh, I would give it maybe 12, 15. 12 uh, to 15. No, we were <laughs> sitting at 40 to 50. Okay. And bro, we were at 40 to 50. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this has been another episode of Blind Leading the Blind. Yep. We will see y'all later. Peace.